Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Thursday, May 11th edition of the Basement Academy. As we continue with uh, a few of my favorite psalms, the psalm today uh, has some uh, sweet memories attached to it for me. Psalm 71. Um, my father's brother, Uncle George, was 10 years older than my father, um, was a, just a great encouragement to me. Um, didn't wasn't around Uncle George a whole lot just because of geography. But uh, as I got a little older, uh, Krista and I made some trips intentionally to, to be with George and Margaret down in Florida. Um, and just along the way, uh, Uncle George seemed to kind of pop up and show up in ways that were very meaningful. He was encouraging of my faith and of my vocation uh, as a minister. And so very appreciative. And at Uncle George's funeral about, you know, 15 years ago or so, when I had been praying these psalms for about 15 years, I was very familiar with Psalm 71. And uh, when we went out to uh, Uncle George's funeral service out in Ohio, this psalm was read. And, and so since then, every month uh, on the uh, 11th when I read and pray Psalm 71. I have uh, sweet and fond memories of Uncle George and pray for his family. Uh, so anyway, it's a delight to share this, uh, one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Rescue me and deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge to which I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of evil and cruel men, for you have been my hope, O sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. <clears throat> I will ever praise you. I have become like a portent to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. For my enemies speak against me. Those who wait to kill me conspire together. They say, God has forsaken him. Pursue him and seize him, for no one will rescue him. Be not far from me, O God. Come quickly, O my God, to help me. May my accusers perish in shame. May those who want to harm me be covered with scorn and disgrace. But as for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteousness, of your salvation all day long, though I know not its measure. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, O sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteousness, yours alone. Since my youth, O God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, O God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. Your righteousness reaches to the skies, O God. 
you who have done great things? Who, O oh God, is like you? Though you have made me see troubles many and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. I will praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing praise to you with the lyre, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I, whom you have redeemed. My tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long, for those who wanted to harm me have been put to shame and confusion. A bit of a long Psalm 24 verses. There's a couple things going on by way of context, I think. There's there's this um, contrast of since my youth and in my old age. And so I picture this as a psalm written by someone in middle age where there's an, uh, enough miles behind to have some memories and look back and see God's work, his grace, his deliverance, but enough miles ahead or anticipated miles ahead in the journey that there is still a sense of old ages out there. Maybe it's not here right now, but, but you know, it's, it's out ahead. And so I, I like, as I've gotten older, the psalm has deepened in its meaning for me. So I started praying this, uh, 1992, what was I, 32 years old, which when you're 32, at some point you think you're old, right? Because relative to young people that I had been working with, I'd been working as a youth director, somebody you know out of college is old, somebody in their mid-20s, somebody who's 30, oh my goodness, to a high schooler, somebody who's 30, over the hill. So, so age and its perception, it has a, a funny way about it, right? <clears throat> and so as I've gotten older, I can look back. You have been my hope, my confidence since my youth. And I can look back and, you know, I, I feel like I came to Christ late in life as a ripe old junior at college. <laughs> so I was what, you know, 20, 21 years old when I made a conscience, conscious, deliberate um, uh, decision of faith to, to, to embrace Christ and to follow him. Though I had been in the church, though I had been baptized as a child, I had not made discipleship to Christ a, a goal or priority. So interesting, at, at you know, 20, 21 years old as a, a college junior, I think I'm old. You know, I, I came to Christ late. Uh, yeah, probably not so much. As I now look back from the vantage point of 62, almost 63 years old, <clears throat> I can see now I've been, you know, he has been my confidence since my youth, since my early 20s. Christ has been there. And so there's, the, I love this psalm because it, it takes us back and we can look back and see the hand of God in, in faithfulness in, in our lives. And, and so there's this context of age that the psalm gives us and then the context of struggles, right? Be my rock of refuge. 
um, Sharon, you know, you've seen, made me see many troubles, many and bitter. There's enemies that have opposed, enemies that have accused. And so, again, this doesn't tell us this is David. You know, there's a lot of folks in the Bible that, uh, you know, could have written this out of their experience of, of struggle. But we don't need to know who, who wrote this psalm. All of us have struggles. All of us have challenges, right? So there's this contrast of, uh, you've been my hope, my confidence since my youth. And then the plea or the prayer, do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. And so it anticipates, uh, a, a, I, I want to walk with you my whole life. That's what this psalm is saying. And so I want to continue to journey with me <clears throat> and do not forsake me. Now, of course, God will not forsake us, right? But, but we need to pray that because with age comes any number of challenges, physical challenges, relational challenges, grief, um, mental, emotional challenges. You know, our memories often slip. We're not able to do the things that we wish to do. And so there's this, I love this, this contrast of this language of since my youth do not forsake me versus uh, 17 and 18. Not sure you can see that on the board. Pick this up again. Since my youth, O God, you have taught me to this day. I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me. And now hear this. Till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. There's a reason I don't want you to forsake me, God. I have a work to do. I have a responsibility to declare your works, your name, uh, your goodness to the next generation. Typically grandchildren, right? And some are old enough to have great, great grands. <clears throat> and so this psalm um, this is helpful to me in the context of Uncle George because he was to the next generation, kind of, you know, down the chain and sideways, right? You know, to a nephew, Uncle George was bearing faithful witness uh, to Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and so, again, for for the listeners to the Basement Academy here, <clears throat> many of us have some years under our belt. Let me invite you to pray this psalm with thoughtfulness about being intentional to be a witness to your children and grandchildren, okay? Um, <clears throat> be faithful. So, so as God gives you strength, as God gives you um, energy, <clears throat> as God gives you opportunity, let me encourage you to, to be, bear faithful witness to Christ. Now, this is tricky in this day and age, right? <clears throat> we don't want to come all across, you know, too heavy-handed. But you, uh, to nieces and nephews, grandchildren, you are the person, the Christian God has placed in their life. You're the mature, solid Christian God has placed in their life to bear witness. So let me encourage you to do so. Have the courage, the humility, the wisdom. So this psalm helps us to do that. Uh, the psalmist, <clears throat> having reflected on some of the challenges, um, some of the enemies that speak against, then, but as for me, I will always have hope. So in the context of challenge, of enemies, of, of, of uh, 
body, <laughs> of mind, of soul, right? There's different kind of enemies that we face in the, in, in the face of enemies. As for me, I will always have hope. Hope is confident assurance. And this looking back, the, 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 the way God has worked in our lives over the years, this, this recollection when we recall and we remember God's faithfulness, that enables us to have hope and strength and courage and confidence in the moment. You blessed me. You delivered me. You forgave me. You helped me. You, you delivered me. As I look back on 40 years of walking with Christ, that's what gives me hope. Not that I'm going to be able to make it through, that God is faithful. God is unchanging. That's the rock of refuge. Be my rock of refuge. The, the, the metaphor of God is a rock. God is unchanging. He is solid. He is fixed. God's not going anywhere, right? And so this becomes the basis for our, our hope. And then a, a, a reflection on the goodness of God. Your righteousness reaches to the sky, O God. So again, this is the psalmist out looking and just seeing a beautiful sunrise or a beautiful sunset and seeing this beauty and this power. Maybe it's looking at the stars, right? The stars at night and the, 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 the constellations and imagining God the creator. You, your righteousness reaches to the skies, O God. You who have done great things the great things in my life, the great things of deliverance you have protected and defended and forgiven me, the great things of God in creation, right? What God has done. And of course, the great thing that God has done through Jesus Christ. Now, psalmist writes before Jesus, so there's no awareness of that. Often the psalmist will point back to the Exodus uh, event, God's deliverance of Moses and the Israelites as the... Um, saving event, we look forward or we look back to the cross, right? We see, yes, the Exodus, but we look to the cross as the kind of paradigmatic, that event that we cling to. We cling to the old rugged cross. So you, your righteousness reaches to the sky, O oh God, you who have done great things, who, O oh God, is like. Who, oh God, is like you? It's a rhetorical question. There is none like God, the creator, the maker of heaven and earth, the one who saves and delivers, the one who is the rock, the one who is close to us, even from our, uh, from our mother's womb. God is our confidence. God is our hope. God is our strength. God attends us. He shepherds us. Are we always seeking him? Are we always aware of God's presence? No, but the fault is in us. The flaw is in us. The weakness is in us, not God. Just because I don't sense God being present does not mean God isn't present. It means I have a faulty sensor, <laughs> right? And so this awareness who oh god is like you and, and so that question is is so good <clears throat> there's a there's an echo of exodus chapter 15 <clears throat> there's none who is like god a god who threw the horse and rider into the sea and then i always love this 
set of verses, verse 20, though you have made me see troubles many and bitter, you will restore my life again. This is the prayer of one who has lived and has, has, has sensed and known the, the, the presence of God and the deliverance of God. And so again, Psalm 71 gives us a monthly opportunity to recall God's uh, faithfulness to us. Though you have made me see troubles many and bitter, there's none of us that get out of this life without seeing many troubles. There's none of us that get out of here without experiencing uh, the, the bitterness of life. This is life east of Eden. So again, the fact of troubles, the fact of bitterness, the fact of sorrow, pain, and grief does not invalidate God. This is the world's challenge to the people of faith, right? If there's such a good God out there, good, loving, powerful God, why is there suffering in the world? The answer is that God warned Adam and Eve in the beginning. <laughs> you were not made to live this way, to be as God. You were made to be in the image of God. You were not made to be as God. And humans took to themselves a prerogative that was not theirs. They usurped, usurped an authority to take to themselves the knowledge of good and evil. I will be the ones to determine good and evil. And so God allows suffering as the reminder of that event. All human suffering, all pain, all sorrow, all troubles, many and bitter, remind us things are not the way they're supposed to be. God was faithful. He warned Adam and Eve, if you do this, you're going to die. It's going to be bad. Don't do it, Adam. But God created us with agency, created us with freedom. And so, and so this portion of the psalm recalls the garden. You have made me see troubles, many and bitter. God allows us to see the troubles so that we will remember the moral nature of this life, that we live east of Eden, we live outside the garden, that God has a different life intended for us. And so that's, so anyway, there's a longer way of answering that question, but but giving you that, that short apologetic. And then verse 21 Though you've made me see troubles many and bitter, you will restore my life again. Verse 21, you will increase my honor and comfort me once again. You will bring me up from the depths of the earth, this image of resurrection, a foreshadowing of resurrection. You will bring me up from the depths of the earth. And so Psalm 71 closes with praise. I'll praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, O my God. I'll sing praise to you with the lyre, O holy one. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I whom you have redeemed. And that's the heart of this psalm. I whom you have redeemed. God has redeemed us. So he's brought us into this world, <laughs> given us birth. He's been with us. He's been our confidence since our youth. He'll be there. He'll never forsake us out in old age as we stumble across the finish line, right? <laughs> in this journey of faith, this race of faith. And in between, he's there in the ups and downs. He's our rock, he's our refuge, protecting, defending us, strengthening us so that we can bear witness to the next generation and we will live in praise to him. 
I never had the occasion to ask Uncle George why Psalm 71. I did talk to my cousin Les, and it was it was uh, connected to him through his Bible and the, the witness that George had given. <clears throat> but I look forward to asking George someday, what was it about Psalm 71? So I think of George as a faithful, he had seen troubles up and down, so I can imagine why. But I hope you will make Psalm 71 one of your favorite psalms, just as it has become one of my favorite psalms as well. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this witness. Uh, from birth to old age, Lord, you are our God, you are our rock, you are our refuge, our deliverer, redeemer. And we have the living hope that you will bring us up and comfort us and you'll bring us up from the grave. <clears throat> thank you for Uncle George, Aunt Margaret. Thank you for their witness of, of faith and for the Uncle George's and Aunt Margaret's in all of our lives, mothers and fathers and others who have faithfully declared your power to the next generation. Help us, O oh Lord, to do this. And so give us strength this day and every day. Do not forsake us when we are old and gray. Help us to finish this race well. And so we give you thanks and praise for Jesus Christ, who is the rock, who is the redeemer, as we make our prayer in his name, even as he taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May God bless you. May God keep you. May God comfort you. No matter what troubles, many and bitter, you may see. May God give you sweet memories of loved ones. May God give you eyes to see how he's been at work in your life. And may he give you hope for the journey ahead. Amen.